what up what up what up welcome back today's podcast is my second ever interview and I am super excited because I really want my podcast to become a platform for moms like-minded women in general to really be able to utilize their voice and reach other women I think that's something that's super important is a finding your tribe through content that really speaks to you I think that there's so much content out there right now that might not feel like a fit or in alignment with where you want your higher self to be aligning to. And I'm really hoping that this podcast is becoming that for some of you, where you feel like you can turn to it and you can feel heard, you can feel seen, you can learn something, you can know that you're not the only one who's going through a shitty day or shitty experience or has had a traumatic past in some way, shape or form, but is using those moments to align with and identify who your best self could be through different forms of therapy, whether it be listening to this podcast and really kind of hearing someone else's perspective or reading books that resonate with you and align with, uh, you know, align with a topic that is really of interest to you. And so as I'm looking at guests to interview, I have a specific like focus area in mind, but finding those people that I feel like I feel a sense of alignment to or I feel drawn to is really important. And Heather is one of those people that I felt that with. And for some reason, I was really pushed recently to ask her to join the podcast. And I'm so excited that she said yes. I am going to let her introduce herself in a minute. But before I do that, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about today. Because we talk about a lot in this episode. We actually need to do a round two because we didn't even get to some of the things that I wanted to get to. Like hormones and some of the nutrition side of things. But we do talk about things like pregnancy food cravings, weight gain during pregnancy, weight loss after pregnancy, fitness, nutrition and coaching, intuitive eating, being your own biggest fan and really developing healthy habits. So without further ado, let's welcome Heather to the podcast and tune in because this is a really fun one. Also side note, this interview was conducted virtually and Heather was in Hawaii, so you will hear some background noise. I apologize for that in advance, but this is part of the fun of podcasting. You can do it wherever you are. And she happened to be laying out at the pool in Hawaii. So you know what? More power to you if there's some background noise from the beautiful waves or the beautiful wind in Hawaii, then y'all can deal because I say live your best life, do what you have to do and squeeze it in when you can. Okay, without further ado, here we go. Here's Heather and me on Kylie Says. Heather, thank you so, so much for doing this, especially because you are in Hawaii laying out in the tropical sun and taking a phone call with me to do this podcast. That honestly means so much. So I am very, very appreciative. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So happy to be here. So in your own words, can you give me a little overview of like who you are, what you do and kind of what you're using your platform with Instagram to kind of tell other people and help them better understand about themselves or their lives? Yeah. Well, I, uh, first and foremost would say that I'm a mom. Uh, my daughter just turned one last week. So she is. Congratulations. I know it's crazy when you get through the first year, you're like, woo, I made it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So wanted to be a mom my whole life. So I'm 32. Um, I have worked in the health and wellness fitness realm for the past, gosh, nine or 10 years. Um, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, me and my husband have been married two years. We've been together a really long time, like 12 years. Um, and I just really live and breathe health and wellness and fitness. That's a, a huge core value of mine. Um, really, I mean, I could dive really deep into this. I'm sure we're going to get there, but it started with my own health issues as a teenager, just made me super passionate about health and nutrition, specifically holistic, healthy living, figuring out, you know, your body and learning what works for your body and what doesn't work for your body. And teaching fitness is a huge passion of mine because I think they go hand in hand and just empowering women specifically to live their best, healthiest life and feel good every day and not walk around feeling like crap all the time. Uh, who wants that? I know I'm sick of it. That's why I've honestly been like searching 
so many different avenues to try to find like what works best for my body. So yep. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm in like five years, almost six years out of in recovery from an eating disorder. Okay. I didn't and know that. I kind of feel like I am, I'd say like the best way I can describe it now is that I almost feel like I'm eating like a toddler again, because I'm trying to reframe how I eat from my body. Yeah. And I'm working with a nutrition coach right now. And we're working on like figuring out what my macros are. And it's been a very challenging journey for me going from like, luckily I haven't had many health issues related to it. And I've done a ton of tests to make sure that I haven't created like long-term harm in my body. I've done a colonoscopy and endoscopy, like before I was even 30 to try to make sure that like, a you know, I haven't killed my internal body yeah. trying to have this, what I wanted my ideal body at the time to look like. Can you talk to me a bit? I didn't know that you had had like any sort of health issues as yeah. you were growing up. Can you talk to me a bit about like what those look like and kind of what you've learned about your body and your journey from like there to now? Oh my gosh, yes. And I will try to be as succinct as possible and not like long-winded, but um, essentially I, around the age of 14, 15, I just started having a lot of gut issues. I was bloated all the time. My stomach hurt all the time. I had zero energy. I had really bad cystic acne. Um, and I just felt miserable. It felt like everything I ate made me feel crappy. And, um, I went to doctor after doctor after doctor for my acne and my tummy issues. And ultimately nobody could really tell me what was wrong. They just kept saying like, Oh yeah, I was very, I had, I was very high anxiety. Like I definitely had anxiety and a little bit of depression as a teenager. And, um, they really would just attribute it to that. Like, oh, you need to be on medications for your anxiety. You know, you're really a super anxious teenager, you know, high level stress. Uh, there was like a lot of family kind of trauma that happened around that time. And I just knew that it was deeper than that. I mean, I definitely believe that that played a role into it um, because mental yeah. health, mental health plays a hundred percent role in your health overall especially when it comes to like your gut, the gut brain connection is wild. Um, but I knew that it was deeper than that. And so after about eight years, I had started studying exercise nutrition in school. I started kind of really diving into the approach of like holistic nutrition and healing your body through food and anti-inflammatory diets and things like that. And I hate to use the word diet, but what I really mean is like anti-inflammatory programs. Um, and I started realizing that food can either be the biggest trigger or the biggest healer. And for me, there were foods that I was eating that were triggering all of these issues. Um, I had IBS symptoms, irritable bowel syndrome, if you're not familiar with that. Mm -hmm. um, and then my acne was just out of control. Like I, you guys, I even did Accutane. Like I tried every acne medication you can imagine. And then my end result was I did Accutane, which is super harsh on the body. Yeah, And, um, you know, was like in therapy for my anxiety. And I was doing all these things, just trying to like claw my way out of this vicious cycle of just feeling horrible. And, um, I kind of got to the point, honestly, in my teenage years where I just wouldn't eat because I didn't want to deal with IBS symptoms and having these horrible tummy aches. And I was just over it. Like I was so over it. I just wanted to feel normal. And so, um, ultimately what I found on my journey after researching myself and studying nutrition and all of this is that it wasn't necessarily that I was eating horrible foods or anything like that, but I was eating foods that weren't serving my body. I was eating foods that were triggering inflammation in my body that could be avoided. So I went on this long journey of healing my gut, giving my body what it really needed, filling up on nutrients, avoiding the foods that weren't serving me and that's kind of what the last nine or ten years have consisted of and that's why I'm super passionate about helping other people through it because I've been there I know how it feels to feel miserable every day to wake up with no energy um to feel like every single thing you put in your body makes you feel like crap makes you bloated makes you gassy makes you have bathroom issues like it's just it's, yeah it's this vicious cycle you know that's so crazy because when I started 
like exploring more about my health journey, it was because of similar symptoms. And it was because I was having almost like painful tummy troubles every day. Yeah. Where like if I touched my stomach in my jeans, it would physically hurt. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy, so I have a ton of things that I want to ask you, but one of them is when you started going through that process, did you like you you're a decade in that's a long time totally. to be exploring what works best for yourself and i think what's been the hardest for me is i'm someone who likes i'm like the quick fix person like i want to find something that works and just let's adjust it let's find the best course of action and let's do it mm -hmm. and i think that's been helpful for me in my career but when it comes to my personal life and things like your overall health your wellness your mental health you cannot take a quick fix no. approach so over like this decade, what have you, like, have you cut things out from like, how, how yeah. do you approach eating today? Are you more of like, I'm an intuitive eater. I also was, I loved that you caught yourself almost when you said the word diet, yeah. because I do think that the diet culture is honestly really harmful. And I think, I think social media has been a big advocate like a lot of people that are actually promoting like true wellness and not just thinness on Instagram and on other platforms I think that the ones that are there for the right reasons are doing a good job of trying to crush diet culture yeah and actually portraying the harm that diet culture can have on women men basically anyone who's you know at all influenced by imagery and like harmful imagery and how that ties into how you view yourself and how you, you know, like what, what you want to accomplish. I just recently did uh, an elimination diet uh -huh. for 30 days where I put out sugar, alcohol, coffee, anything with caffeine, gluten, dairy, like all of the things to kind of try to reset my system. And it was really hard, but knowing how your body reacts to things and like learning to listen to your body how do you approach eating now? Like, what is your philosophy? Well, I'm so happy that you brought up this elimination program and all of that, because my biggest, my biggest passion is teaching people how to listen to their bodies. Cause I think honestly, so many people walk around every day feeling like absolute crap and yeah, they think it's normal. Like it's not normal to feel lethargic every day. It's not normal to feel bloated every day. It's not normal to not poop every day. It's not normal. That's not normal. And so, um, I think so many people just eat without even really paying attention to how they feel when they eat certain foods. And that's my biggest thing is like, do you feel good when you eat X, Y, and Z? So for me, um, the initial start of this whole healing journey 10 years ago was an, a, an elimination program where I did exactly what you just talked about. I eliminated dairy, gluten, um, alcohol, soy, sugar, coffee, and um, like vinegar and things like that. So like got rid of anything that might be creating any kind of inflammation in my body. And what that does, you guys, is it, it allows your body to come back to its natural normal state. It brings everything back in balance. And then you reintroduce one thing at a time so that you can really see how you feel. Maybe you reintroduce dairy and you automatically get bloated. Maybe you don't. Maybe you reintroduce gluten and you automatically get a headache or you start breaking out, right? So it's this learning process of figuring out how your body really reacts when you eat certain things. I know for me, um, when I drink wine, automatically my hands start getting swollen, my fingers get fat and puffy, my belly gets bloated. I love wine and I still drink it occasionally, but I know how I'm going to feel when I drink it. So it's this whole, oh yeah, it's this. That's a tragedy. I, I know. I know. I mean, don't get me wrong. And this is the thing. This is what you're, this is the whole point I'm going to get to the whole living a balanced lifestyle, right? Like it's not, yeah. it's not this, I have to be perfect hundred percent of the time. It's this ebb and flow where I know what serves my body and I know what doesn't. And so I'm going to pick and choose wisely when I do eat or drink things that don't serve my body. So um, how did I get here to where I am now, 10 years later, it's been a process and it's not linear. There's ups and downs. And, um, you know, when I first started, I did see massive improvement in my gut issues, my bloating, my gassiness, 
inflammation, my acne, all of that. Um, but it took a very long time, years to really heal my gut and to get to a place where I am now, where I feel good 95% of the time. And there's definitely times or moments when I don't feel good, but, um, the way that I go about now, I do have like massive food triggers. So I have a really high sensitivities to gluten, dairy, eggs, beans, um, soy. So like I avoid those things pretty much at all costs. I do not. Yeah. And a lot of people come at me saying like, Oh my God, that's so restrictive. Like, how do you do that? But it's not restrictive. You guys, there's so many options. Um, and I do it because I know that that's what works for my body. Like if I eat eggs, my belly gets super bloated and gassy within 30 minutes. So I choose to just not even eat those things. And nowadays we have so many alternatives and I eat tons of, um, you know, protein, like lean protein, chicken, fish, limited amounts of, you know, beef, um, turkey, things like that. And I eat, I basically eat like things that are naturally occurring, right? Like, uh, rice, quinoa, sweet potatoes for carbs. I eat tons of fruit, tons of vegetables, um, lean proteins, and I eat a lot of healthy fats. So I'm really just eating things that are whole foods that I know serve my body really well. Don't get me wrong. I'm in Hawaii right now and I've had my fair share of cocktails and I've had my fair share of like, good for you. Yeah. My fair share of like French fries and all of that, but that doesn't throw me off like it used to because 95% of the time I'm really giving my body what it needs. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you're making a choice. I think that one of the hardest things I think when it comes to understanding your body is literally listening. Like, yes. I think that that's for me. I'm a very, I'm stubborn and I'm busy and it takes intention yep. to actually listen to your body. Oh, yeah. And I think when I did my 30 day elimination diet, I was forcing myself to listen to what my body had been trying to tell me for a long time with acute awareness of like, okay, when I'm doing this, this is happening to yep. me. And you know, it's, it's even things like sometimes like I can't drink red wine anymore after I became pregnant uh-huh. for some reason. I think it's like the sulfates in wine in red wine only gave me the worst headache. I've basically, yes. I've just cut it out completely. And I've come across the naturopathic doctor that I've been working with has been telling me, you know, you need to look into dry farm wines because they're organically sourced. There are no added sulfates, no added sugars. Like it's basically just the organic wine in its natural form without it having to go through all of this concentration that basically almost makes it like a processed wine. And I don't know if, you know, some of the wineries in Napa or Sonoma that I am a member of, like go through some of the lengths where it becomes like diluted to the sense where it might hurt me like physically in the way that some of the other wines do. But I almost don't think that it matters because my parents have a very nice collection of wine. And any red wine at this point will make me feel sick. Like I will literally physically throw up if I eat, if I eat and drink in that combination, like red wine and food, it will always make me sick. Like it's just listening to what your body is telling you is one of the hardest things to do. And it takes, I don't want to say discipline in a bad way because I, I think like for me, I think that I, I'm viewing food to this, to this, like at this point in life, as a bit of like a lack mindset, and that is one of my biggest personal goals is to shift that mindset. Are you still there? Yes. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Is to shift that mindset from like I'm gonna have to give up something, which I think so many people think about when they think of like a diet or an elimination it has this negative connotation of like, I'm going to have to give something up. Yep. And it's, it's hard if you're not actually, again, like really mindful of how you're thinking about going through this transition with food in your day-to-day life. Because the idea of like, well, I'm adding like raspberries every morning because I love them or whatever. Yep. When you actually focus on like what you're going to add, it creates this additional layer. And I think that I, I think I've been thinking a lot lately about, 
certain families that used to like that I was growing up with that would pray before they ate uh-huh. and give thanks for their meal. And we don't do that, but it made me think like maybe I should start that with my family because it is a way to put like awesome energy and vibration into what you eat before you put it inside of your body. A hundred percent. And that's just something that I feel like has so much power is like everything has energy. Even the food that you eat has energy. Like even if it's not quote unquote alive to you, it is still alive with energy. So like how do you, when you're making these choices that you know feel good for you, like, do you ever have a period where you're like, this is exhausting trying to like do good for myself? Do you have those moments of like, you know, I feel like I set myself back because that's one of the things that I think is hardest for me is I always have those periods and I don't, sometimes it's disheartening when you see that other people, it seems like other people don't. I think I love that you talked about the mindset around everything and the lack versus adding health, because I think the mindset is everything. And I, I've had so many people over the past 10 years be like, don't you feel like you're missing out? Like, you guys, my husband is Indian. <laughs> like everything they eat, I cannot eat. <laughs> like all the bread, all the naan, all the paneer, all the beans and lentils. Like I don't eat any of that. And so marrying into- That must be so hard for your mother-in-law. <laughs> my mother-in-law is amazing because you know what? She, it was hard at first, but she has learned what I can and can't do. And so she- just always make sure there's like a veggie dish for me and she makes me gluten-free rotis and like she's amazing yeah um but I've had a million conversations where people are like oh don't you feel like you're missing out on this or that or don't you just miss having like cheese or pizza or whatever and the reality is is I would rather feel good than eat something like I would rather feel good and have energy and not have a terrible stomach ache and not feel lethargic and not deal with this nasty, horrible acne on my face, then eat a pizza. And I can eat pizza that's gluten-free and has dairy-free cheese on it. Like it's not that hard to swap it out. And so instead of thinking in a mindset of lack, I try to think of, okay, well, I'm not going to eat that, but I can have this. Like I swap it out instead. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And I think so many people don't actually end up getting themselves to the point that you've gotten where they identify what makes them feel good yeah. when they eat. So they like, I'm soon. still trying to figure that out. Yes, they give up too soon, which is absolutely how I am because I'm a self-sabotager. So it's like you'll give up too soon or you'll adopt something for the certain amount of time and then be like, great, I hit that goal and now I'm going back to the way that everything was where you don't really teach yourself anything in the process. And I'm definitely a student for life. I'm continuing to learn. But I think that one of the hardest things is it's like, I think when it comes to food, people have just, there's so much of a stigma around food that it can become difficult, especially I think when you have like me, like you have a disordered eating past, like it's hard not to feel like I gave up this for so long or I had myself on this restrictive lifestyle for so long. Now I just want to live. I don't want to count. I don't want to weigh. I don't want to this. And so that's like where I'm at, where I'm trying to get out of that like period of, okay, I'm going to stop doing some of those things, but that doesn't mean that I can just go freaking buck wild, eat whatever I want because I don't want to track my things and assume I'm not going to gain weight. Because what I wanted to ask you about, which you kind of brought up, but mental health and gut, like I 100,000% believe in the gut, like the brain gut connection. Connection. Thank you. I was like, yep. brain fart. <laughs> I think that like one thing that's been hard for me, and I just talked about this on one of my podcast episodes was like, I see in your photos and your posts, you clearly have lost weight. Like you're very fit. You're very toned. And obviously you lose weight when you have a freaking baby. Like you had a baby yeah. in your tummy and now you don't. But also, like, I I have had a very hard time losing any of my baby weight from the time I had my first daughter. Uh-huh. And now I think I've only lost, like, four pounds and my son's almost 18 months. Uh-huh. And that's so disheartening. So it it's is. It's, like, staying on path and, like, trying to figure out what is my freaking path, yep. which is where I am. Because it's, like, I've read the books. I feel like I've done some of the homework. I, like, have 
you know, been in recovery from like this traumatic period in my life that like we're eating and counting my calories and everything like consumed everything. Mm-hmm. So like, what is your perspective on like mental health and gut brain, like awareness and how your body reacts when you have, like, how does, how does your mental health basically impact your, your weight? And like, how, how do you think that that works together? I think it goes hand in hand. Um, I want to rewind for a second because you brought up a really good thing. You talked about counting calories and macros and weighing food and like getting wrapped up in that. And I want to, this is what I preach to my nutrition clients. And I want to like really, really hit this. I've been there. I've done that. I've done all of that. I think every woman has. Um, I don't believe in that as a lifestyle. I believe that you have to create a lifestyle where you eat intuitively, you eat balanced meals by looking at your plate, not by counting calories, not by weighing your food or measuring your food. Um, The only thing I will say that I ever track any more at all, if I do, is protein, just because getting enough protein in is super, super important um, for all aspects like of health and fitness. But um, I... I think that so many people get caught up in the numbers like calories and restricting so much that they end up actually hurting themselves in the long run. Um, And it's, it's mentally exhausting. It's taxing. It's, it's not going to get you anywhere. So my point is I, I think that everyone should learn a, how they eat, how they feel when they eat certain things and B, how to eat intuitively so that you don't have to actually count calories or macros or weigh your food or measure your food or enter anything into an app. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And one thing that's so fascinating to me is before I got pregnant, so my daughter's going to be four Uh in March. Um, Before I got pregnant, I was still having all of these tummy issues and just like Uh everything I ate felt like I was just so uncomfortable all the time. But I also have had this like very negative sense of self. Uh-huh. I wasn't at the weight I wanted. And that was, I was 40 pounds lighter than I am right now. Uh-huh. And I'm way happier now, even though I'm like, well, could, you know, yeah. would be happy if I looked like that again. But like, I was way happier. I'm way happier now. But when I got pregnant, I had no issues with my stomach at all. I love like, that you brought that I, up right now. Because I, I love that. Keep going. I had, I was so happy with how my body was changing and that I was grow. I always wanted to be a mom too. Yes. I always wanted the daughter. My husband's side of the family is all boys. So I thought, okay, we're for sure having a boy. So when we found out it was a girl, like I was just over the moon with my body, with seeing myself pregnant. I let go of like, I'm not going to wear this tight thing because I have a tummy. Now I was like, heck yeah, Wanting I'm wearing it. that tight thing. Yes. Yeah. Like look at my beautiful baby tummy. And I had no issues with food at all during my pregnancy. The mindset. I like what what is your take on that? And what was your experience in pregnancy with like food yep. and how you ate? Did you still keep the same philosophy? Like I'm very curious. So I definitely the 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 mind and gut connection is I think stronger than anyone even realizes. And so I would encourage anyone listening to pay attention like how does your body react how does your GI system react how does your tummy feel when you're happy when you're super stressed out when you're super sad you just got horrible news like when you're stressed out at work like how do you feel when you're in all these different scenarios are you hungry are you not hungry are you grabbing for a bag of chips are you do you have to run to the bathroom like how is your digestive system reacting when you feel certain ways because it is a very strong connection and I do believe that how you feel mentally like wherever your mental space is um your your mindset on your body and eating and all of that directly impacts your gut your digestive system how it's going to work how you're going to digest food eliminate food, how you're going to, um, be able to lose weight or gain weight or neither, like it's all tied in together. And so 
um, it is not a surprise to me that you felt so good during pregnancy because you were happy and you, all you cared about was the baby you were growing inside of you. You didn't care yeah. about gaining weight or losing weight or, you know, looking a certain way. And I, I felt exactly the same way. Like I told my husband, um, when I got pregnant, I was like, I was really worried that I was going to have like digestive issues again, like that things were going to get crazy because a lot of times, you know, people, women struggle, um, with certain foods when they're pregnant and stuff. And I was, I was pretty sick. Like the first six weeks of my pregnancy, I had, um, horrible nausea. Um, but I, similar to you, I felt amazing. Like I did not have any gut issues, digestive issues. I, other than like the normal, you know, pregnancy stuff, like feeling super full when the, when your belly gets bigger and all that stuff. But, um, I, it is a, it is a total mental, it's a total mental thing. It's a total mental thing. Like I, um, I also thought that like after having the baby, I thought that I was, it was going to be, I thought I was going to gain a lot of weight during pregnancy. I thought I was going to have a hard time losing the weight after. And you, you already kind of mentioned it, but I'm in the best shape I've ever been in now. This is, this is by far the, the happiest I've ever been with my physique and the best I've ever felt in my body. Yeah. You look incredible physically and mentally. And I'm exactly like, you know, one year postpartum, but, um, I think a couple. So how does that happen? So again, it's creating a lifestyle. It's creating a lifestyle that you can stick to, not a lifestyle of deprivation, not a lifestyle of dieting, not a lifestyle of, oh, I can never eat chips again, or I can never have pizza again, or I can never drink wine or whatever. It's, it's creating this balance and there's never like any really true balance, but you know what I mean? Like this ebb and flow where you, you do what you know works for your body and fuels your body. I talk about this a lot with my clients. Like, how are you fueling your body today? How are you adding health today? Not what are you taking away? Not what are you depriving yourself of, but how are you adding health today to make yourself better, like to feel better, to improve your health. Um, and when you do that, 80, 90% of the time, the other 10 to 20% doesn't throw you off track. So I think that over the past 10 years, I've done such a good job of creating this lifestyle and this balance that when I was pregnant, I did eat the dang chips. Like, I like, okay, this is so funny. I have to tell you my, my husband's cousin bought, brought, brought me like this bag of like barbecue veggie chips or something. I don't even know. And it was like my pregnancy, like must have craving. And once I had it that one time, I literally looked all over every freaking store for those chips. <laughs> and I would no joke eat like half a bag or a whole bag, but I only gained 25 pounds during my pregnancy and I lost that. Same. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So, okay. Can we also normalize that? Like I have to say, so eat the chips 10% of the time. Right. But also I went in to have my baby and the nurses were laughing because they said they had never seen someone with a BMI as good as mine. And I don't see that's crazy. I don't mine was already at the obese. I was like, well, I'm obese. So the apparent, because according to my BMI, I'm obese. So great. I'm obese. Well, BMI is not the best indicator. Let's just say that. But my whole point with saying that was, I think that as women, we really need to step in and take care of ourselves. Like, eat healthy, develop healthy habits so that when you do get pregnant and you are postpartum, you don't have to try to claw your way out of a deep, deep hole of, you know, like, yeah, what feels and that's far away from your goals. And I am there right now. And it's not that, I don't know, it's very difficult. But one thing that, well, it's been difficult for me and mindset probably is like the biggest factor. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I thought was interesting that you were talking about is like, how do you, how do you when you talk with your clients and you're asking them like, how are we going to add a, another layer of like health to your day? Yeah. For me, I try to think like instead of diets, instead of, 
even when it comes to meditation, to yoga, to fitness, to eating, everything for me, I just call it practice because I had an obsession with perfection for so long. And let's be honest, I still do. Like, I think when you have an eating disorder, it never goes goes away. away. Uh You just learn to deal with those feelings in different ways and that like high you got from either restriction or purging or whatever the case was you try to find in different ways yep so I try to even think of it as that's all practice for me like I wasn't I'm gonna practice things that you know bring me joy incorporating x or y but one thing that I've noticed me and my family um but postpartum well during pregnancy I continued to work out. So at least four or five days a week, I still did my Peloton or my weightlifting. I did not stop working out. The only times that I didn't work out was during the first six weeks when I was super, super nauseous. And then also um, later on in my pregnancy, I got really sick for a couple of weeks. So I took those couple of weeks off. But again, it ties back into yeah. the whole theme of this call, listening to your body. I listened to my body and I took time. I got prenatal massages once a month, sometimes twice a month, I took a nap when I needed to take a nap. So some days I woke up and, you know, did my work in the morning and, um, would go on a walk with my husband or, you know, do whatever I had to do appointments, coffee appointments. I teach at a couple different fitness studios as well. So I still continued doing that. Um, but if I wasn't feeling my best or if I was feeling super tired, I would take a nap. Like I'm, I'm all about the naps. Like 30 minute power nap, hour nap, like whatever you got to do. It's so rejuvenating. So that was during pregnancy. Um, I even worked out the day that I got induced. Like I literally was like, I'm gonna do my last workout. Oh my I'm goodness. not gonna work out for six to eight weeks after this. <laughs> um, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Um, and then now as a mom postpartum, I like those first couple weeks when you bring the baby home, um, Obviously, I couldn't work out. I would say, you guys, like for me personally, working out is a huge self-care routine. Mentally, it's not about it's not about the oh, I'm burning X amount of calories or I'm doing this or whatever. It's about turning my brain off to everything else and having 45 minutes to an hour of just I don't have to focus on anything else but me. Here's a question from someone on Instagram: How do you prioritize fitness when you can't stop being a mom? Most days it just can't happen. So that, the question, but the question is like, how do you so, prioritize um, it? And then their comment was like, most days I just can't get it to happen for me. So what I think it's also, I will say it's also different when you have one verse two, that 100% throws a wrench in it. So yes. this is coming from a mom <laughs> with more than one kiddo. Yeah. Um, so I will say that when she was younger, it was probably yeah. a lot easier now that she's one, I'm really working within like nap times or getting up really early in the morning. I will say that she literally just started sleeping through the night. I've sleep trained her three times. Um, and so just within the past month, she started sleeping 10, 11 hours at night. And so I get up early in the morning and I live in Sparks, Nevada, where it's like 15 or 20 degrees in the morning. So I'm not necessarily doing my workout first thing in the morning, but I would say if that's available to you, that's what I would do. I would, you know, I hate to be one of those people saying, I'm reading that right now, but it is like, it is amazing what you can get done in those first two hours of the morning. So early for you, like what, when you say I wake up, like, like what, what does that mean? Early. Um, Right now I get up between five and five thirty. Usually it's five thirty and my baby doesn't wake up until six thirty or seven. So I can get so yeah, I can get so much work done in that first hour, hour and a half before she wakes up. So if you are struggling to fit in your workouts, I would say, can you do it three or four days a week before the household wakes up? Or can you squeeze it in during your lunch hour? Like can you go on a thirty minute walk or run outside? Can you do a forty five minute Peloton workout, like what can you do to squeeze in? Or I, I'm not a workout at night person, but I know a lot of people are. If your kid goes to bed between seven and eight, can you do a quick 30, 40 minutes? That's sometimes what I have to do. And sometimes I, you know, because it's like, I like to have a pre-workout if like a pre-workout sometimes because my energy levels are always pretty low. And both of my kids have been sick for a while. One of them, my 18 month old still does not sleep through the night. So 
I probably need to sleep train him. But also when they're sick and they're getting more teeth, like all of those things contribute. But I totally lost my train of thought here. Oh, um, yeah. So sometimes I I can't take like the energy drink. So I will work out at night, but I'll know like I'm a little sluggish, but at least I'm moving my body. And sometimes I think that that's where people get stuck is it's like, you don't always have to have the best workout of your life. And people talk about PRs and I'm like, I am literally never working out for a PR. Like, I mean, sometimes it would be nice, but also like, I am aware of the, I don't want to say limitations. I think I'm just in tune with the reality of what I can expect from my body based on the time in which I'm able to actually move it. And it's not going to be the same every day, especially like if it's at 5 a.m., I'm doing like stretching, Pilates, something that's a little bit more low key and not like where right away I'm just like boosting my cortisol through the roof from like, uh, okay, everybody get moving. Like that that does not work for me in the morning. It's not bad for me at night sometimes because I'm like, okay, I need a little bit more energy. I have 30 minutes more of work to do. It's almost 9 p.m. Or like if I'm working out at 9 p.m., I'm like, okay, amp me up a little bit so that I feel like I can go to bed. Like, all right, fucking killed it. Like I made it. That's the other thing that pregnancy taught me is that you don't have to go ham in your workouts 24-7. Like this is, and this ties into like where I am physically, where my body is now a year postpartum. Like the results I'm getting now and the, what I've been able to achieve over the past year ties into this. Like I used to think I needed to work out six days a week, go hard every single time, burn as many calories as you can feel sore after every workout. And this really is not the case you guys. (laughs) So moving your body is moving your body. So there are some days, just like you just said, it's, early in the morning or it's really late at night or you have zero energy or maybe you're getting ready to have your cycle and you have zero energy like you do not have to go ham for it to benefit your body you could do a little 30 minute you know mediocre like casual ride on the bike or go on a 30 minute walk outside and get some vitamin d sunshine like that some days we need those things and i think so many people um think they have to go hard on their workouts and they have to like kill themselves to get results and you don't and that was a very that lesson took me years what's your favorite type of workout and why is that for sure um i well it's it's mentally like helps me turn off doing cardio for like 30 minutes is a drag like I can't <laughs> I don't I used to do it so much I mean thank god for the peloton because they make the workouts super fun and all that but um lifting weights number one is just easy way for me to turn off my brain mentally because it's challenging but the second thing is the body and the physique that I want is really weightlifting ties into that so lifting really heavy building muscle leaning out um I would tell anyone like lift weights and then think about cardio. Yeah. Lifting weights is my favorite also. And I think it's because you have to really focus on what you're doing, especially if you're lifting heavy. You can't, Mm -hmm. you don't want your form to not be like functioning properly. You need your body to be working for you, not against you. Exactly. And sometimes with high impact, like cardio, or I guess more like hit high interval trainings, I do find that sometimes I'm like pushing really hard just because I want to like see that I'm within that like Peloton green, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I don't want to fall out of this because it means that I'm not yep. like, doing it as well. But weight training for me is very much, I don't want to say relaxing, but it's more, it, it is more like intuitive. And I like that. it's mindful. It's more mindful for sure. Yeah. You have to pay yeah. attention to your body and how you're moving and what muscles you're using. And one other question that I had that I wanted to ask you from, Instagram was, and I probably should have asked this earlier because we were talking a lot about food, but do you cook every night? And if so, is it always healthy and how with kids? And that's actually a really interesting one, especially oh my, so God. my husband's Middle Eastern, his way of eating 
is very different from mine. Like he's been thin with like yep. he sneezes and loses a pound where I'm like, I have to like be very intentional oh about how I <laughs> lean out. And now after my eating disorder, I think I totally screwed up my hormones and just my metabolism. So I'm still on yep. the path of figuring out how I rewire that system for me. But that also becomes difficult from eating, especially with kids, because the way that I would like to eat isn't always, this is, I, and I don't want to sound like I'm making an excuse because I'm very thankful to have access to everything that I do. But sometimes if it's on, like if my husband yeah. is the one who's providing uh, our meal for the night, which let's be honest, that's pretty rare. But like, if he is, it's going to be like, like right now he got lunch yeah. and it was Wendy. So I had a salad from there because we have no food at the house. Is the salad the best? Absolutely not. But is it better like for me? Do I feel better eating that than I might eating like a burger? Yes. Like I know that Tommy wouldn't have responded well today. Yeah. So you have to like pick and choose, but how does that come into play? Like, I don't know who's the cook yep. in your family, but it's absolutely me. But if you're also the one who's responsible for trying to watch the kid, make the meals, clean the meals, like how are you then incorporating? Yep you know, intuitively eating with your toddler into that. Oh my gosh. Well, our household, let me just tell you. <laughs> so my husband pretty much eats opposite of what I eat. He's vegetarian. He eats eggs, tofu, beans, all the things he, we do. We are on the same page when it comes to like fruits and vegetables and all that, but we typically eat different meals. And I know that's probably not the answer a lot of people want yes. to hear, but it's just the reality of my household. Um, my daughter is a great eater. Thank goodness she'll eat anything and everything pretty much. And so, um, but we really do cook like two separate meals every night, pretty much, unless we're making something like stir fry where we can kind of combine his tastes and likes with mine. But um, I honestly try to meal prep. I do not cook every single night. Sometimes we do cook most nights for my husband just because he likes fresh food, not necessarily leftovers. Um, but for myself personally, I will meal prep protein, a protein source. Like, you know, I'll do shredded chicken in the Instapot or I'll do ground turkey or something like that. And then I'll cook um, meal prep like a, a carb source. So like sweet potatoes, roasted sweet potatoes or brown rice or something along those lines. And then I'll do fresh vegetables sauteed or fresh veggies on the side or a salad or something like that. So my food for the most part is meal prepped ahead of time just to make it easy and more simple. And then we'll do fresh food for my husband or yeah. whatever. And the baby just kind of gets whatever. <laughs> we just kind of throw whatever we can at her. But um, I think meal prepping is like, if you don't have an Instapot or a crock pot, you need one. If you're a busy mom and you're working and you're juggling, home life, kids, work, all the things and trying to eat healthy. I'm going to, I can't remember the name of this cookbook that my best friend just bought me for Christmas, but I'm, I'm going to send it to you so you can post it um, with the podcast link. It's like some of the best healthy meals um, in less than like 30 minutes. And a lot of it is like instant pot, crock pot, but that's my number one. Think I don't know if that was helpful, but meal prepping ahead of time the majority. I think any, I, I think you. hearing about what people do that are like their hacks are always helpful. Even if it sounds uninteresting to you, you never know who it's going to impact. So I have yeah. one last question for you. And I want to know what are you reading? What are you listening to? And like what, so books, podcasts, like what's inspiring you these days? Um, okay. So I, oh my gosh, I have so many. So reading physically, I'm reading the seven decisions by Andy Andrews. It's an incredible book. I just finished it. Um, anyone could read it like any industry, any walk of life, seven decisions by Andy Andrews. It's amazing. Um, that's what I physically just read in January. Um, podcast. Oh my gosh. I listened to Ed. I love him. I listened to no, you don't know who Ed Milet is? Oh my goodness. He's amazing. Um, he was our keynote speaker, guest speaker at our global conference we just had in July this year. He's amazing. 
So I'm listening to him. I'm listening to some podcasts that are specific to my industry, network marketing um, and nutrition. I'm trying to think of the name of it. I don't want to. You can just guess. And then once you Um, figure it out, I'll add it to the show notes. Yeah, the name, I just listened to it earlier. I, I like can picture the guy's face, but I can't think of the name, but it's like a very nutrition specific. Um, okay. I'm going to have to send you the name. I yeah, can't, totally. I can't it never it. I have mom, mom brain. Um, and then listening to, I'm listening to the Miracle Morning right now for network marketers. And if you haven't read the Miracle Morning, just like the Miracle Morning book, highly recommend because it talks a lot about getting up and starting your day on the right track, which is like 5am club and doing like journaling and affirmations and all that. Super recommend that. Um, yeah. So just lots of like nutrition, fitness related stuff. And then also just okay, particular to my industry. That was amazing. I definitely am going to have to have you back if you're open to it, because I feel like we didn't even get to totally dive into all of the questions. Yes. We got through a lot that I had sent you. But I feel I like we didn't get to totally dive into like hormones and some of those other things that I think, yeah, I think we need to yeah, have a we part, need to have two a part two where we focus on like hormones and then we also focus on like marriage and like, let's be honest, we're both yeah. white and like multi. Yeah. I think Cultural that would be super interesting, especially having like, you know, babies who are going to have at least for me, yes. more of a, of a cultural awareness than maybe I had growing up myself. So if you're open to that, I think that would be a really interesting topic. 100%. To explore. Okay. Yes. Fabulous. Okay. Well, we know that you're in you Hawaii, so uh, enjoy the rest of what's hopefully a sunny day for you. Maybe a cocktail or two. And again, I'm Thank so you. appreciative of you taking this time. Yes. I truly Truly, truly thank you from the bottom of my heart. And as we are joking about on our voice messages, friends for L. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. And I I feel like we didn't even get to like scratch the surface. So I'm excited for part two. And awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be good.